0: Welcome to Mandemic Mondays. Each week, we'll be reviewing, debating the latest Netflix release and whatever else people are doing to stay sane during these insane times. Times we like to call the Mandemic. The Meg-demic. Oh, thank you. Not I was Not as
1: clever as Mandemic. <laughs> Your name is not quite as punny, but this is... I am Mandy Kaplan, and we have back with us... Meg- I'm saying us... It's just me and you. It's just us,
0: Megan Parlin. I was thinking, it's a good thing my name isn't Pandy because that would just be so boring. The pandemics. Is there? Are there people named Pandy? Well, now we know what to research. I don't know. It's a cute name.
1: You made the cut. How? How do you feel being invited back?
0: I'm so honored. I love this, and it's just fun to have homework assignments that have nothing to do with work or children or COVID. <laughs> right oh i'm so glad thanks for having me your
1: sophomore show and we got to watch searching for sheila
0: which really should have been called checking in with sheila (laughs) or don't watch this piece of (laughs) shit or (laughs) who cares about (laughs) sheila
1: (laughs) right um i actually think it should be called searching for sheila colon the Real Housewives of Delhi. Oh yeah. Because I love that the 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 pitch of this documentary and it's not a full-length feature which I thought it was. It's only 53 minutes. Thank God. It felt like a full-length feature. <laughs> um this is a follow-up to Wild Wild Country that Duplass produced six-parter last year that was so popular and talked about and water cooler. Uh and this woman Sheila is was the main character of that and they decided to do a follow-up documentary where she is on a publicity tour they don't really tell us what she's doing but they just put her on a publicity tour and the tour seems to take place in rich housewives homes right you're too classy to watch real housewives i know that
0: well i i have a secret life of housewife consumption it's not consistent but I do have a I do have a soft spot for it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: you got it out of your system early because you used to watch The Hills. Oh, yes. And I was I was like, what? So, but now as a housewife myself, I watch some Housewives. They're always having these parties where they're like, we're bringing someone to the house, be it a psychic, a private chef, a masseuse, and six of us are going to be heavily made up in a beautiful room with Chardonnay and straws, and, right? And uh, that's what this was, watching her visit rich people's homes in Delhi. Is that where they were? They started in Delhi. right?
0: They kind of traveled all over. But yeah, I mean, to me, that was the most interesting part is seeing how India has responded to her and just seeing her in that world was slightly interesting, but could have been three minutes long on a 60 minutes piece about her. (laughs) I didn't need to watch 53 minutes of most of that.
1: Of her trying to button her blouses, there was a lot of her trying to button her blouses. A lot of
0: button yeah. issues, not hot button issues, which would have been a lot more exciting. No, no. <laughs> sewn button issues. Yeah, it, um, there was not a lot going on. I mean, the she went on talk shows and she, uh, like that coffee with Karen. That was <laughs> you remember that guy? Um, yeah. And yeah, it it was just sort of like, what, why, what, what's the thesis here? There was no point of view. There was no rhyme or reason to how it was structured. They just kind of plastered her journey with past footage. And I mean, I, I kind of wanted to know more if there was anything interesting to know more. They they kind of teased at the fact that she adopted a child in the 70s. And I was like, oh, can you tell us about that? Nope. Um, no, they cannot. No. And I was curious, you know, a little bit more about the new cult. She started with disabled Swiss elders <laughs> in the Alps um, that was just barely touched upon. Uh, there was just like. She just seemed like a normal older woman who happens to have a scandalous past, (laughs) a murderous past that she denies. Yes. So for those who did not
1: see Wild Wild Country, I will do my best to there is too much. Let Mm -hmm. me sum up Mm -hmm. in in just a minute. There was an Indian yogi spiritual leader who moved his cult. We can call it that to Oregon. Were they in Oregon? Yeah, very or close State? to where
0: I am right now. There, yeah. In fact, there are. There's a family here that my husband grew up with who was in his cult,
1: which was called Rajneeshpuram. This mm-hmm. place where thousands of people lived, and they all wore monochromatic outfits, like all red mm-hmm. and purple. Yeah, and uh, there was some free love and a lot of meditating. It wasn't all that crazy, and then. Sheila got power hungry and wanted ostensibly to take out the leader. She wanted to take out the town leaders for for oppressing them. And she wanted people from Rajneeshpuram to be elected to the town council. So she tried to poison people in the town council and the town. She Mm -hmm. wanted to poison all the voters so they couldn't vote. And uh, she went to jail for 39 months of a 20 year sentence
0: yeah she got released for good behavior she only admits to white wiretapping and immigration fraud for bringing Bogdan to the united states um, but a does not... quick google search shows she was
1: <laughs> she actually pled guilty to assault and attempted murder i think for the
0: two the sound yeah the poison right they died right i don't think
1: anybody died but yeah when asked directly what did you do she just lies and says the only thing I ever admitted to was was some uh, immigration fraud getting yeah, into yeah she
0: she says a lot of words without saying anything she doesn't answer questions yeah I mean where where did you stand on wild wild country I know it was a an international phenomenon were you on the bandwagon boring <laughs> yeah not culty enough for my taste right there, there wasn't enough there. I mean, it got interesting with the dynamics with the county, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, the cult itself—it, it, it, it just—I remember you and I speaking about it. Then they were replaying in slow mo, like the same two shots that insinuated maybe some sexual cultiness. But
1: no, I like my cults good and deranged, and I like lives to be ruined and mayhem to to right, reprogrammed uh, brains. Yes, yeah. So this yeah. one felt like people were like, yeah, we live here. We work off the land. We take care of each other. It was like not... I I was very disappointed in Wild Wild Country.
0: And again, did not need to be six episodes long. Nope. I mean, and that's sort of the, the, the problem with limited series these days. Most of them don't need to be. And so this one was 50 minutes too long. <laughs> yes, it was.
1: And the structure of this movie, and I... It didn't really have a structure. It was just footage of her buttoning stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't figure out, like, why is she going on this tour? And then they made a big deal of, don't worry, you'll be safe. We'll keep you safe, Sheila. Who's threatening her? Why does she need to be kept
0: safe? Did you catch anything? That was the whole thing. It's like there was no search for her. She was very there from the beginning. The title (laughs) is really wrong. There was there were no stakes. Uh, why? Yeah, we didn't understand why she was under threat, and everybody seemed to love her and just be intrigued by her, like she's a circus monkey.
1: And so we're watching this movie for fourteen minutes and forty seconds, and uh, there was no there was no reason to be watching. We didn't know anything, and then at that time code, Pete, there is. A compelling interview she's on like a talk show and they ask her the questions that we that i guess everybody would want to know did you have sex with the dude you know were you in love with the dude did he love you back
2: when you talk about this story sheila i i see love but i also see pain in your eyes about the past that was the relationship that existed and you said that it was um a relationship of equal love but was it platonic? I didn't have sex with him, if that's what you mean. Politely, I was asking that. <laughs> there was no sex with, with Osho. No. No. Our relationship was not sexual. And it didn't matter, because I was already drowning in him. What more do I want? Yes. His eyes were... Probably more beautiful than his penis was. I'm not sure. I don't know. I have never seen it. <laughs> That's all the
1: stuff we wanted to know. If that had been the top of the movie, right off the bat, let's, ooh, you know, we're going to learn the inner workings of this cult. But they waited until 14 and 14 minutes and 40 seconds. So I was already bored and frustrated and wondering why we were watching this.
0: The other thing is that, you know, at the end of Wild Wild Country, Throughout the documentary, you're wondering where she's being interviewed because it kind of looks like prison. It kind of looks like a mental institution. And at the end, they reveal that she works in this this facility with disabled um, older adults. And so there is no mystery there either. (laughs) Um, There was just no mystery there. There was nothing to be uncovered. Uh, It was just a puff piece on her and not even puffy. It was just a piece.
1: Do you feel it glorified her? Because when I looked it up, the documentary is being accused of glorifying somebody who is potentially a murderer or being accused of murder.
0: If they had focused on the victims a bit more to remind us of anything that even happened, maybe. But if you hadn't watched Wild Wild Country, I mean, this would have been like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Why? There was no there was nothing to even work with to glorify her or not. She just seemed like a boring woman in her 70s who did something but i'm not sure what and why we care.
1: Right. So i found my note uh she pled guilty to assault first and second degree and arson. Oh. Arson's yes. a biggie. And that was she was like nope, all i did was sneak him in the country. Or right. Yeah. I mean so she had pled guilty to a lot of things to be and then was sentenced to 20 years, three three sentences of 20 years to be served concurrently. So she got off easy. She got off very easy.
0: My theory is that the filmmakers must have had incredible access to her that nobody else had. And, you know, and, you know, I'm talking about music again, my obnoxious music critique. But um, as soon as I watched the trailer, my husband, Dave, who's an editor was like, oh, I recognize that track, like music library, music library. It was a very, to me, like slapped together documentary by people who don't do documentaries. I'm sorry if I'm wrong and I'm offending the actual filmmakers and they just got access and Netflix is like, sure, we'll slap our name on that. People are going to click on it. And that's why this podcast is important because (laughs) we need to help people sort through the crap. And this is one of those. Don't watch this.
1: Watch something better. Just because it's, you know, new on Netflix and has a clickbait you know, subject of Sheila from that documentary. She was so unlikable. And I remember liking her in the original documentary because she was sassy and she swore and she flipped the bird at the camera a lot. And I was like, oh, she's badass, right? But now she's just cranky and says awful things in these interviewers. It's one of those things like, It's like when a Kardashian is like, please, I just want my privacy. No, you don't get privacy. You've put your life out there for everybody. So Sheila's touring India, promoting herself and maybe a book because we saw a book a couple of times that she wrote, but they never really say it's a book tour or that she's like the. They don't talk about the book, but she's promoting herself. And interviewers are like, so what was it like living in rajneesh puram she's like i'm so tired of answering that question you ask me the same questions all of you ask me the same questions i'm not going to answer that
0: right i think she called these questions shit that's your
1: job why are yeah. you going on talk shows if you don't want to answer those questions
2: up yours buddy and she makes it abundantly clear that if you don't agree with her you're the one getting it wrong You said that once you have paid your dues for a crime, you're considered innocent of it again. Having said that, do you feel any responsibility or do you feel any remorse or regret for having done the things? 90% I have answered all these questions. And they keep coming back. Then they become a nuisance. I'll tell it now. Your network can go and jump in a lake. You seem to try to prove it. Take your microphone and leave and please never come again here no more
0: questions Sheila Sheila why did you stop the interview
2: would you like to tell us what really happened and no No? I don't want to tell you about what really happened because what I will tell you what really happened you won't believe me does that upset you that look I said this but it was interpreted in a totally different way To me it doesn't make difference because I know who I am and what I am. But then if it doesn't bother you, what are you seeking from this? Redemption for yourself?
0: I think it's fascinating that she still has photos of Bhagavan in her wherever her room or office and and i just wanted to understand more about how she felt about him how she feels about him now i mean i guess she kind of said it but maybe there's just nothing there either right it
1: was also disturbing i mean just that that blind faith that you put in a guru or a cult leader and then you commit crimes and travel the world and it's just it's bizarre
0: well i you know started my my adult career in documentary filmmaking and so I have a lot of opinions and a lot of respect for the field and I this this documentary just pisses me off because it shouldn't be successful it should leave we should leave room for real filmmakers and to me this was kind of a disgrace of the of the genre totally and I don't
1: have any experience in documentaries other than watching and enjoying them and it was a it was a mess from the start before the titles you couldn't understand anybody the mix was off so it was just loud music coming at you with people talking and you couldn't you couldn't understand them so I turned the subtitles
0: on because the if I make a confession I keep my subtitles on now almost for everything because I don't understand people these days (laughs) I'm getting old not even just this doc
1: well I do I do think music is too loud oh god oh god we just sound so old right I know loud music can't understand the young people are you bringing flashlights to restaurants so you can see the menu
0: (laughs) i don't go to restaurants oh that's true do you no
1: (laughs) oh god it was really weird you talked about the the swiss it's a residential place for people with uh disabilities and her job we don't know what her job is through almost the whole movie finally at the end they reveal it and, and I'll save it. But I said to Jer, it seems like she's the angel of death. She walks around roughly manhandling them, like patting them on the face too hard, you know, like tousling their hair too hard. And then she's the angel of death. There's this woman who doesn't understand that her mom is dead. Do you remember this? And yeah, yeah. she was like, no, your mom is dead. My parents are dead. Your mom is dead. And this poor disabled woman who doesn't understand that is like, no, my mom's alive. And Sheila just keeps like drilling
0: it into her. When I was watching that footage, to me, it seemed like Sheila never interacts with any of these people. She's just collecting money. And this is her like trying to pretend like she knows her way around and what to do. But she it's like watching A scientist who doesn't go in the lab anymore, like pouring things into tubes and (laughs) doesn't do that anymore. (laughs) You know, she Um, clearly is behind a desk or in bed. Right. Or
1: in bed. We found out at the very, very end, she owns this place. So therefore it took on a whole new meaning because I was like, well, if she got out of prison and then devoted her life to helping those less fortunate in their you know, in a residential home. Good for her. That's, she found her calling. But then she was roughing them up and screaming your mother's dead at them.
0: And also making fun of them for wearing white robes and gossiping and walking around saying nonsense like the people she lived with with at the Rajneesh. Yes. She, she, yeah.
1: And to find out she's profiting from, from mm-hmm. their care. That was like, oh, and, oh, Sheila. Oh, Sheila. Somebody had to say that's it, right? That's what we should call it. That's what the doc should be called. How old did you think she was? They, we only found out at the very end. So Jeremy and I were debating it the whole time.
0: So I was hoping she was like 82 and looked amazing. But knowing she was 70, then I was like, oh, okay.
1: She looks Yeah, so- that's what we were debating. She, she moved around like a much older woman. The way she carried herself and talked and looked. I was like, I bet she's in her mid-80s, but but looks pretty good for mid-80s.
0: Yeah, the, those sweatsuits, those sweatsuits weren't doing her any favors. Yeah,
1: very unforgiving. You know, she's had a, a, quite a life. Prison, cults, living off the land, elder slapping. She's had quite a life. But, so I understand yeah. it's taken its toll, but...
0: Whew. Yeah,
1: I was underwhelmed I was by her age and everything else. And everything else. Avoid this movie. I am giving it one manned job. I've never given zero. Maybe I gave zero to Concrete Cowboy, but I I gotta give it one manned job. But
0: Oh, didn't you guys go into blue ball territory? Oh, that's right. I did. (laughs) I think that's appropriate here. Okay. How many? Blue ball. I mean two. Two Two blue balls. Two Mm -hmm. blue
1: balls. But they wouldn't belong at Purim. They'd have to be magenta or purple or red
0: right they'd have to be a gradient of the sun setting yes
1: consider it i'm just saying a different scale yellow balls (laughs) yellow balls sound
0: so much worse. sunset balls so yeah you're welcome mandemic fans yeah
1: we're we're sparing you and if anybody wants to check out all the reviews of of mandemic the the Mandemic Mondays podcast. We are on a great site called Letterboxd. I don't know if you're familiar. Letterboxd is spelled without an E at the end. So it's B-O-X-D. Letterboxd.com. And you can look us up. Uh, I write all the reviews in there. And it's a way, it's almost like, of Facebook strictly for movie lovers. And you can see what movies people are liking and reviewing and talking about. And it's a really cool site. Uh, I recommend checking it out, letterboxd.com. Hop on and follow Mandemic Mondays. And then you can weigh in on what you think. You can tell us how great Thunder Force was. You can say anything. We're there. We're ready for some conversation. We all need community. Yes. Um, Okay, so so Sheila, screw you. Who doesn't love a sexy British accent talking at them for nine and a half hours straight? Am I right? I am <laughs> right. listening to another thriller narrated by unbelievably. Seductive British people on Audible dot com. My favorite. Your favorite? Yes. And the uh, cool yes. thing about an audiobook is in this book they start off the premise. I still don't know what's happening. It's called His and Hers by Alice Feeney. And they start off with like uh a man and a woman telling their stories of what happened around a murder and then out of nowhere this creepy voice comes in like um anonymous you you know that voice from anonymous and the voice Mm -hmm. is all Mm -hmm. distorted and talking about how like i've changed everything even my voice and i have chills when that voice comes on you wouldn't get that from a book you would just be reading it right Right. And instead, I'm like, oh, that creepy voice is back, and I don't know what happened. And it's so cool and exciting. Uh, and only on audible.com can you have that experience with listening to these audiobooks.
0: They've really upped the ante on, on audiobook production. I mean, think about just a few years ago when it almost sounded like a computer. Oh, I know. And now the content on there is like they have comedy
1: and podcasts and podcasts. Uh, you know, self-help and everything. And their original content is incredible with really talented, really incredibly famous people doing like full on radio plays and
0: fiction. And it's so cool. And you know what I just discovered is so, you know, Dave knows that I was reading Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth and I didn't want to be preachy about what I was reading, so he was curious about it. And he's like, can I listen to your Audible account? And I was like, I don't know. And then I realized you can mm-hmm. add a device so he can listen to it too on his own phone. And then I can kind of spy and see how far he's gotten so I can force <laughs> conversation. It's uh, great. We can control everyone
1: in our lives through Audible. Casey shares my account. And if you guys want to try it out right now, you can get a free trial. If you go to www.audibletrial.com slash mandemic, you get... A month free. You get a free download. You get to keep that free download, even if you choose not to continue your relationship with Audible, which you're not going to make that choice. It's just incredible. They have everything. And you can listen on all your devices. It's yes. it's a gift. So yeah, go there, people. Audible.com. I, I'm gonna break all the rules break all protocols Uh oh yeah I have two things that I did this week to keep me sane and I want to talk about both of them
0: I have so many too and I was just gonna choose one I didn't realize two is even in the cards but uh I'm the boss and I say
1: <laughs> I can do two the first one's gonna go real fast I made fuck. oh yeah and you said it right thank you uh yeah we fud the hell out of each other on uh Friday night and I, it was very easy. It was an Instapot recipe, uh, happy to send if anybody wants. It was absolutely delicious, but I, it required all of these spices that like star of anise. I had to go to three stores, but I know that that's a big key flavor. All the recipes had the star of anise, but it was extremely easy. and. Everybody in my house loved it, including the kid, and he likes pho, but I've never made it, and I was so proud of myself.
0: What toppings did you include?
1: Thank you for asking. So I couldn't find the sprouts. I love the sprouts in there. Um, I did mushrooms, broccoli, shrimp, noodles, um, and then for the top, I did cilantro and lime, and um, I, of course, add hot sauce to everything, so I added my sriracha, but... It was really good. And as I'm telling you about it, I feel like um Steve Carell in 40-year-old virgin when he's like, "Well, I really wanted an egg salad sandwich." Like it, it was like it, to me it was exciting and now I'm like, <laughs> "No one cares that I made pho." But I no, I I am. Yeah. It was, I'm I was proud so no of basil. No basil. No basil. There wasn't any mm-hmm. in this recipe. I mean, I could have bought the Thai basil as a condiment, but we use cilantro instead.
0: I think it's great because I, I, whenever I get takeout pho, the one thing is when it's not hot enough. It's just like that ruins it for me. So if you can make it at home, Mm -hmm. I think that's really smart. Good for you.
1: Thank you. I'm trying new recipes. it's so healthy. It's extremely healthy. And God, am I sick of all of the recipes in my canon. You know, it's, I'm just, Mm -hmm. I am trying to branch out, send recipes if anybody wants to because i cook you know five nights a week six nights a week so yeah so what did you pick what are what are you doing to stay sane
0: well you're gonna just do one at a time i am coming back to you okay we're coming back so i like to to sandwich you (laughs) in my podcast oreo of love oh Uh, yikes
2: yeah
0: um So I was going to bring something up, not to make everybody so jealous about what good friends we are, but I was going to talk about our Top Chef Fantasy League because I think a lot of people would be surprised to know that that is a thing. Uh, Mandy Kaplan and I are both members of a Top Chef Fantasy League where we watch, we, you know, do a whole draft and we all have our teams of chefs Yes, and each week we watch and we... Get points or get points deduced based on who wins and loses challenges. And then at the end we usually do something fun for the winner. Last year was a bit sad because that was like the beginning of the pandemic. And you won, right? I won. I won so well. And you got nothing. And I didn't even I got nothing. I was eliminated in like the
1: second week last year. I had the worst luck.
0: But You are doing you are unstoppable, right? Like there's no way you're gonna lose at this point. You I mean your team.
1: Well, we'll see. And if the pandemic is is allows us to i want to go back to doing our some form of in-person food sharing and cooking and eating
0: yeah Um, usually we the winner will pick a theme for a, a victory dinner and the other players have to cook something for them and then that person gets to choose the winner of that
1: and it's all run by a hot commissioner tell them about the the really handsome guy who runs the whole league
0: Oh gosh, Jeremy Clavins and his spreadsheets. Oh. I mean, yeah, yeah. Mandy's husband, Jer, runs a tight ship. He's all over it. We've offered to help. He says no. He is. Uh, he is a serious top chef commissioner.
1: He runs. it. In... He's going to hear this, so I can't. I was about to like keep my voice down. <laughs> <Doing good. laughs> he has. He has volunteered himself to set up. Top Chef fantasy leagues for other people, and he's not even in their leagues. oh But he shares his algorithms and his whatever. He's not algorithms. His equations on the spreadsheets to like, you get points for a quick fire win. If you make it into the top three, you get a point. If you right, and he's got all these. And he. This
0: sounds like a great business model. He should start like a Jahu fantasy league. Jahu <laughs> <laughs> is is our safe word in
1: bed. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, he's very good at it, but he takes it serious. You know, if we're watching and he's like, wait, hold on, hold
0: on. I gotta get, I gotta get my computer. And he's, he, he gets like into it. I didn't even think of that experience watching with a commissioner. Oof, That must be really stressful.
1: No, it's perfect in every way. Being with him is amazing in every way, all the time, every day. No, I mean, he's, it's great he does a great job at it and he keeps it fun and keeps it moving
0: yeah he's he's great he's perfect and it's just a fun fun way to stay in touch and have a thing in common and i love top chef anyways but this actually gives it some stakes absolutely and like i always say so about football cuz i'm a <laughs> spelled
1: differently homonym uh the one of the things i love about fantasy football is i just love football i love watching any form of nfl even if it's not my beloved patriots so oh save your mail i know everyone hates them <laughs> so yeah it just feels like when i play fantasy and then i can tune into anything and have something at stake and i have an interest and when you're when you play uh top chef fantasy it, it's there's higher stakes
0: how many times can we say
1: stakes? i know I'm in this hungry. podcast i know. <laughs> brought to you by Omaha Steaks. <laughs> enter, enter code <laughs> MEGAN for 15% off at checkout. That's not a thing. Don't try it. Don't try it. No. They're going to get mad. From Top Chef, which Jeremy and I watched together, obviously, I made a little uh, outing last night up to my bedroom by myself, and I said, I'm going to watch the Oscars by myself. Jared didn't want to watch, and I'm like, but they're the Oscars. I got to watch. And boy, oh boy, do I regret that decision! They they were so sanitized, so political, so safe, so boring, so dull. Has, uh, Hashtag Oscars so dull. It was really a miserable three plus hours.
0: Yeah, I feel vindicated because I I always feel like such a sourpuss when I say I don't watch the Oscars because I I usually don't in this year in particular. Um, so I I'm kind of glad that I didn't watch.
1: And I forgot to look up, like if anybody is talking about it today, I'm assuming everybody's saying it was the most boring Oscars of all times. I don't really know. There was no host. There were no musical numbers. There was no humor. It was directed by Steven Soderbergh, right? Produced by? I'm not sure if it was directed by. You know, they wanted to play it so safe and in this very, very politically correct climate, You know, they couldn't make jokes about anyone or anything or any movie. Obviously, we are in a pandemic, which I completely understand. But that's when we need distraction the most. Right? That's right. That's when we want levity.
0: Right. Get the clever people who can figure out a way to do this elegantly. You acknowledge
1: like we're all in a tough time. Let's take a couple of hours together to brighten our moods and inject some, you know, Happy distraction into this bleak world, but it did not feel that way at all. And they made a grave mistake in that they switched the order. What what award goes last? You who never watches.
0: Well, I know that the best picture goes last, and I was so confused because I did tune in for the last five minutes and saw Francis McDormand and then Anthony Hopkins, and then it was over. Was so confused, and I mean, talk about an anticlimactic. Moment, anyways, with the two of them, and Anthony Hopkins wasn't even there, and then it ended. It was
1: absolutely ridiculous and a misstep.
0: Although I got to see Riz Offmed for just a few seconds, and that made my heart. But you thirst. didn't get to hear him talk.
1: He did a lot of presenting, and his voice is like a dream. Oh, oh is he's he my he all past dreamy. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Oh, let's get on that. They gave out Best Picture to Nomadland. Frances McDormand is a producer, so she got to be up there for the acceptance speech. Now, she is a loose cannon. I'm sorry. She howled at the moon. She bayed at the moon. That's how you end the Oscars, right? Sure. So that was a climactic moment. Now, I happen to think she's batshit, but I loved I love her. And, you know, and she's an incredible actress. And Nomadland was a really powerful movie. Then after that, big moment of her baying at the moon they're like and now everybody take your seats sit down everybody sit on your hands Frances mcdormand won for best actress and she came up and made a very anticlimactic speech that i didn't understand and oh by the way anthony hopkins won for best actor good night folks thanks for joining us
0: right it was awful
1: it was a downer in every way and
0: i'm sorry like both renee zellweger who to me is just a caricature of herself yes And then Joaquin Phoenix, also just, I'm not sure what to think.
1: Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, who Amy Poehler and Tina Fey referred to as, like, that old silly Billy, Joaquin Phoenix, and I love that. That is the only reason I can watch him. And he came up and he's like, I was supposed to talk about how acting is transformative, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Phenomenes are.
0: He's awful. Yeah. I know. I do love Quest Love. It was nice to see him. And he's... He was wasted, though. I yeah, mean, drunk, totally. he was
1: hammered. It was very clear.
0: <laughs> no, he was just... They didn't use
1: him. He's such a light yeah. person and, so, like, a joy to watch. And he just
0: played music. And then he ended yeah. the whole show with, like, thanks for tuning in. I was confused because I hadn't watched until that point And he introduced himself at that point. And I thought, oh, so nobody has heard from him until now. Okay. No, they referred
1: to him and they did. uh, Yeah, I won't even waste your time telling you about the only semi-cute bit that involved Glenn Close doing the butt is
0: all I'll say. Okay, I'll have to not look that one up. (laughs) I will say with my limited uh, watching experience, it did look nice. It looked intimate and I thought it was a good choice. I guess it felt different and... Socially distanced. <laughs> it looked to me like when you see old footage
1: of the original Oscars, you know, back in the mm-hmm. 30s and 40s, before it was televised, before it was what it was, it was just like a room full of people honoring their peers. And that's mm-hmm. what it felt like. But it was depressing. Right. Everybody was depressing. Yeah.
0: It's just crazy. Right. I thought, yeah. I thought we were, that it was proven we don't need a host at some point, which I agreed with, but not this year. Big mistake.
1: Huge huge uh if anyone has any issue and they want to talk they want to talk at me they want to clap back that's what the kids say right
0: i don't know i can't understand them are there subtitles for
1: that (laughs) we we have them on our zoom right now we should um but i can be reached on instagram at mandy underscore kaplan underscore Clavens, uh or same on twitter which i don't really check but I love hearing from people on Instagram and getting into discussions. Um, and if you want to tell Megan how incredible she is, send me direct message me on Instagram or put it on me and I'll get it right to her on our morning chats.
0: And or you can page me on my paper or <laughs> call my rotary phone. Do you still do party
1: lines? I know you did that
0: as a kid. I know you did. That'll be
1: next episode. Yeah, we didn't reveal any weirdness from your childhood this time around, but Party Lines I was think, a big part.
0: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to get back to
1: you on that one next time. All right. And next time we're going to be watching The Mitchells vs. The Machines, the animated feature. It looks incredible.
0: It does look incredible, although you um, decided on that one. Is that because you wanted to get ahead of me so I didn't pick the Headspace documentary on sleep? Because that's also dropping this week. I did
1: not see that, but just hearing Uh, that name makes me want to punch you through my computer screen.
0: See, I thought you had seen it and thought I'm going to... I am telling Megan what we're watching this week. No, I thought... But we, I'm excited. I thought the I'm only option
1: was the Mitchells, but we'll watch with the kids. If you, I think Kayla's old enough and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just, it has an incredible voice cast. I keep saying incredible because they make jokes in the trailer about how they're not the Incredibles, but it's, mm-hmm. it looks irreverent and funny and action-packed and I'm psyched. I really want to
0: give some man jobs. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Get a bottle of lotion for next week. I'm going to do some wrist exercises. There you go. All right. Huh? See you then. Love ya. Love ya. Bye. Bye.